can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Okay, now, uh, uh, just let me tell you who's uh, in the house uh, today. The usual suspects, uh, Richard Wollstonecroft from... Um, from... Um, Muff. From Muff. Dick from Muff is the slogan. I was going to on the brain. I was going to say Maga from Muff. I'm happy to join Margaret. Can you organise that, Sam? Not too much American politics, but we'll not touch on it. Muff, Dick from Muff. This is Richard Wilsoncroft. And we've got Ivan here from X the Mines. And now maybe, can we let go? No, we can't let go where he might be going. That's that's. Privileged information. <laughs> and there's a bloke sitting opposite me who hasn't come off the bench. He's not second choice. But Dermot Brereton was going to come in and uh, looked forward to be coming in today. But the little organisation he works for stopped him from coming in because maybe they thought he was going to say something on the podcast that the general people who listen to him uh, on that little organisation he works for, he, they might say something, he might say something that everyone agrees with as opposed to the bland, beige nonsense that they talk just because they're told to talk bland, beige nonsense. Uh, so he's not in, uh, but uh, we, uh, we have in here uh, not as equally controversial men uh, for different reasons, uh, it's not Ricky Nixon, but it's um, the next tier down. Uh, and I say that with respect. Uh, the next tier down, his name is Tony Sheehan. He is Mike Sheehan's... I know he doesn't like to be referred to as Mike Sheehan's son, but Mike Sheehan was an integral part of this podcast before he decided not to be part of it um, uh, because he was accused of being a racist when he wasn't uh, when we spoke about Nicky Winmar and Gil McLaughlin rounded us up thinking that that would be a great thing to do to save the... Uh, social whiteness that he pretends he's part of. Uh, so, um, uh, so Tony Sheehan has come in, and uh, we welcome. Ha- hello, Tony. Well, I'm not sure how to take that introduction, Sam. W- why not? I was uh, I was uh, completely accurate. It was almost I- a gaslighting, backhanded compliment. <laughs> Uh, it's a backhanded compliment. I, I, I don't see uh, you are a, a tier down from Ricky Nixon. <laughs> well, again, Ricky Nixon is a controversial... A, a different tier, let's say. A different tier. Well, Sam, with all due respect to Ricky, he was Australia's greatest player agent for a numerous amount of decades, but just his... The last few weeks hasn't been kind to him. I, I can't say that we've already mentioned that because <laughs> <laughs> that's coming up in part three. Now, I will mention this. I will... We... we have a part three interview. We've already done the part three interview with Greg Madigan, who is the head of AFL Victoria, mm-hmm. and he mentioned Ricky Nixon. And I did say, if you listen to part three, uh, I did say that in fairness to Ricky Nixon, he was a mover and shaker and very successful at what he did. And then uh, then he started to be uh, very prominent in other areas, and um, he is now, um, well... Yes, so I did say that uh, he was uh, a great agent and now he's just a great um, buffoon. Yeah, well, uh, anyway, they say timing is everything, so why has it taken you nearly four years to have me on as a guest? 
What a fantastic question because you went off the grid for a year. No, no I one did can, not. Yes, you did. Do you want me to tell you why you went off the grid? Well, I know what I did. What did you do? No, hang, well, on. hang on. I want Sam's... Uh, well, Sam's interpretation. Yeah, no, well, you went off the grid because, uh, like all these things I read about Ricky, I just read them in the paper and I know... I know this only too well that when they're in the paper, you know, mm. the Daily Mail, they round Lies. you up and they print bullshit because they don't even know the story. But I was, uh, wasn't was even reading the Daily Mail one day. Someone said, oh, do you see here, see what Tony Sheehan's done? He said, I said, what? Well, it says here that he belted some coppers, drove his car at pedestrians, was pissed driving through King's Cross, was taking <laughs> drugs, was holed up and then de- decamped and no one could find it. Uh, that's what I... And then I... I Big tried, weekend. I tried to... <laughs> just a normal weekend. And then I tried <laughs> to ring it. And, of course, yeah, your phone wasn't on and uh, you went off the grid. So when you say uh, I haven't been in contact with you, it's not from wanted trying. Well, it was a legitimate medical episode. Oh, I take, well, I'd, oh, look, admittedly, I had been uh, imbibing myself with quite a few beers, maybe a little beers. bit of French rosé. We're at uh, the Dolphin in uh, Surrey Hills. I found myself in Bondi with some friends of who you and I know quite well. And who? Won't say. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I can't say. Icebergs? Near enough. So then we ended up at Ravisi's. The, uh, but th- this is the incident that I read about yes, you belting so the coppers and driving your car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, let somewhere. me allow me to yes, please speak the the truth, please. Mm. And then I left this establishment somewhere around ten p.m. I then decided to uh, I'd had a, a few drinks over the day, and I think my anxiety levels had hit fever pitch. Mm-hmm. What time did the day start? Uh, midday. Start oh, early. Started early. Bad. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's been a long day, and then I was carrying my computer, and in my computer bag, yep. I had a Stillnox, because I didn't know where I was going to sleep that night. Uh-huh. What's With a Stillnox? A Stillnox is a sleeping agent. Right, it's the most powerful sleeping drug in Australia. No, Ativan, I think, probably is, but go on. No, well, still, well, Stillnox, you have to get um, government approval. Prescription. Which uh, your friend Grant Hackett and... You know, Jackie O from the Colin Jackie O show. So a downer. A downer. With, yeah. Something to knock you out. Yeah. yeah. And so I took a Stillnox and then I had ordered an Uber to get back to my Double Bay apartment and then everything went skew if. Yeah. Uh, Tony, I don't know who you think you're speaking to. Um, <laughs> now, I accept all that. Was there any of the Bolivian booger sugar involved? <laughs> no, sir. I feel, you were saying that there was no drugs involved. Yeah, yeah Stillnox. No, well, no, hang why, on, why hang on. No, drug, that is a prescription designer yes, drug. Yes, and I, I had been prescription. drinking heavily throughout the day, and then I took a Stillnox. Stillnox yes, as because I you had, wanted to go to sleep. Yes, I had <laughs> some... Not to give I you a bit a, of an upper. I want a, it's a downer. A da- well, the downer. Yeah, but so I've been going through some relationship issues. You take uppers and downers to just give you the effect yes. of taking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Dr. Designer drugs. But hang on, you alcohol is a downer. On Channel 10, Sam. Yeah, it, 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 Alcohol's a downer and Stillnox is a downer. What was the upper? There wasn't one. <laughs> so, so, so you'd taken quite a few drinks, let's say. A lot, yes. Yeah, a lot. And then you decided you'd take a Stillnox, which, as I understand it, is meant to put you to sleep. It's meant to, but mixed with alcohol can it, send you nutty. Mm-hmm. So you knew that, and so you took it because you wanted to go nutty. You wanted well, no to have a bit of a... No wants to go nutty. But he had been drinking. You said, yeah, they were your right. words. You, yeah, you I wanted, know, because, you wanted, I, because I was anxious through the imbibing of alcohol, and, and I wanted to get still, home. 
Yeah. I ordered an Uber, mm-hmm. and then my memory basically and shut down. And the reason down. you took the Stillnox was to give you a, a state of euphoria, which is what drugs do to you. They're legal drugs because you, I presume, you had a prescription for the Stillnox. Yeah, did I've, been, you? I've been on Stillnox for six years. What? Yeah. What? what? You have that trouble sleeping, do you? Yeah. It's or do you just take them as a designer no, thing to get you up and about? Insomnia. Insomnia. You know, the best cure for insomnia is getting some sleep. Now, um, <laughs> that's an oxymoron. <laughs> yes, of course it is. Uh, I, so you could sit there and look me in the eye and I'm say. I'm looking you in the eye right now. No, you haven't, I haven't asked you why you're looking me in the eye yet. <laughs> oh, go on. Uh, that you, the illicit drugs were never part of your regime. Never part of my regime. You've never taken illicit drugs. You should try them, mate. Now, hang great. on. You've never taken <laughs> well, illicit what, drugs. Okay, why, why don't I ask you the same question? Yes, I have. Well, that's my answer. <laughs> oh, well, well, oh, hello. Hello. So I had to concede that I had two, whether I have or not. I just said it just for yeah, effect. Well, uh, uh, but, uh, so are you, we going to dredge up each other's past? No, I, mate, mate. I, 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 I don't care what you ask me or what past you bring up about me. I'll give you an answer, whether you would uh, like to accept it or not. I'm just asking you, have you ever taken illicit drugs? And you said no. And then when you said have I, and I conceded I had, you said, oh, well, so have I. I said I've got the same answer as you. So you have taken illicit drugs? Yes. Right. So when was the last time? What, there was no illicit drugs what in the incident when uh, you... What, how did the coppers come involved? They chased you in a car, didn't they? Uh, yes. Well, they, I ended up in Bellevue Hill. They chased you in an Uber? No, they didn't chase me. I pulled over. I was, you, I was driving the Uber, Uber driver pulled I over. I ordered an Uber. Yes. He said, OK, where would you like to go? As you know, he comes up yeah, on the computer. Don't worry about where you want to go, yep. I was going home to Double Bay. Yeah. And then he drove off, and then about 100 metres up the road, this is all according to the documents and the... No, I'm not worrying about the documents, I'm worried about <laughs> no, you. No, because I have little memory of what took place on that so, night. So how could the, coppers, the, chase the yes. coppers chase the Uber driver, did they? No, they I, chased, pulled, I yeah. pulled over in Bellevue Hill. And you got it, why? Because that's where Double Bay is. That's the next suburb. Why did you get out in Bellevue Hill if the Uber driver was taking you to Double Bay? No, hang on, we're, we're going... Ten steps forward. Right. So the Uber driver then turns around and says, this isn't your Uber. And I said, well, I don't care. Take me home. He said, it's not your Uber. He said, you've got to get out. I said, oh. I'll give you $50 cash. What, 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 hang, hang, Tony, how did the Uber driver pick you up in the first place if well, it wasn't your Uber? Because there was... There's a sign on it and you just jump in, don't you? No, well, the, whatever it was, he turns around and I get in the first car, which I thought was mine... And, and he like, says, are you, you Billy well, Watson? Well, normally they say, ask no, for I'm a not, pin. No, I'm, I'm not Billy Watson. No, he just assumed that I was the passenger. Right. And then, from memory, there were two girls also waiting for an Uber on the same corner in Bondi. Mm-hmm. I got in the car, and then he says, hang on, I've made a mistake. This is not your Uber. You've got to get out. I said, no, yeah. take me to you Double Bay. Home, yeah. So you became belligerent with him? I did become belligerent, yes. Yes, I see. And I then offered him $50 cash. He said, no. Mm. I then said, I'll give you $100 cash. Just take me. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. And then, according yeah. to him, I became... Obstreperous. Mm-hmm. Yes. Obviously. Probably. Yep. And then he felt a little bit uneasy. Threatened. Walked over to the sidewalk. And allegedly, I've got in the car and driven off. You got in the Uber car and drove off? Allegedly. 
What, what do you mean allegedly? You well, either I've, did well, or you didn't. Well, I was under the influence of Stillnox. I don't, uh, whatever. You got in the, his Uber. You actually stole his Uber. No, I borrowed it. Okay, well, that's a subtle, subtle definition. Oh, I, there was uh, stealing is an intent to take something from somebody. Oh, so you didn't intend to take his U- well, Uber? I, I had ordered an Uber to get yes, home. Yes, no, Tony, I, I'm with you. I'm trying you to help. To stitch me up, <laughs> no, not at all. I, but we're talking about this. The, well, this so, is the first time I've spoken about it, so you should feel privileged. I, I do, uh, Tony. I, I'm asking you a question. When you said you didn't steal his Uber, you said no, you borrowed it, yes. and you said uh, stealing is an intent to take someone's property, or I think you said words to that effect. Yes. So, seeing as the Uber man's car was his property and you drove off in it, you just. Don't think that that's stealing, that's oh, borrowing. Borrowing. I gave okay. it back in the same okay. shape that I found. So you, oh, that's good and mighty neighbourly of you. So you, <laughs> you, you, so you drove off, you borrowed this man's Uber and suddenly the police were involved. No, and then I pulled over to the side of the road in Bellevue Hill, just mm-hmm. around the corner from your old boss's house. Yes, why did you pull over? Well, because I think that... Impaired? Uh, pardon? You're impaired? I was impaired, yes. So that's why you pulled thoughts. over? Yeah, well, I think there was a sort of a come-to moment. I thought, this, this is, is not right. No, this is no. well done. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. so I pulled over to the side of the road. You won't get that you just borrowed it. You know, so oh, I did borrow yeah. it. Yes, that's right. And then this is where uh, the police came up behind me and said, uh, would you exit the car? And I said, yes, I got out of the car and then walked over. And this is where I came to and a, a gentleman... Came to? You, you gathered well, your I, senses? Uh, well, I was still quite intoxicated, but mm-hmm. I came to. Yeah. A little, yeah. Yeah. And so you're driving the man's car that you borrowed in an alcoholically propelled state. Yes. So you're drink driving. Yep. How far is yes. it from? Uh, I to believe Bellevue? in. It's about five 1. minutes. One point five kilometres. Right. One point five. Yep. So yep. go on. And the coppers uh, had and obviously been rung by the Uber man whose car you borrowed, yes. and, and they uh, came with the lights and the. Uh, Twos and blues are whirling and twirling. And well, they got out and they said, get out of the car, sir, please. Uh, yes. Yeah, so they said, uh, would you exit the car, please, sir? And I walked around the back of the car and mm-hmm. then a gentleman in plain clothes claiming to be a detective said, what were you doing? I said, I don't remember. And he said, have you been drinking? And I said, yes. He said, how much? I said, don't know, a considerable amount. He said, have you taken drugs? I said, no. He said, have you taken cocaine? I said, no. Ecstasy? No. Ice, no. Marijuana, no. He said, what have you had? I said, still knocks. Anyway, and then he waited 20 seconds and he said, have you taken any drugs? I said, no. And he went through the same illicit substances. Mm. I said, no, I've had still knocks. He goes, oh. And then he basically said, well, wait here. So, 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 so this man you said allegedly in plain clothes was a was a. Well, policeman. he was a detective from... Oh, Bondi. you said allegedly. Well, so I've got to be was. careful about what I say. No, you don't. He was a detective. In plain clothes. Yes. You don't have to be careful about that. That's what he was. Go on. And so, and did they search you to see if you had any drugs on you? Yes. Oh, they did. And uh, you didn't have any secreted in a sort of false pocket in your pants or anything, or up your oort. <laughs> did they cavity well, search well, let's, you? Let's clarify. What's my oort? Your ass. Did they? You have any up your bottom? <laughs> I've never had anything up there, so no. Never had anything and, up there. That's, and it's encouraging. Have you? No, no, never. This is quite. Have I? What have this I? Is, yeah. This is yeah. Hello. Is it, are we are we going to new premises here? Are we? 
new premises. Sorry, no, new we're in the same premises. <laughs> Are we going to a different premise? Anyway, um, so no, Sam... Uh, and, someone and from the peanut gallery says, I have had something up me ought. What have I had up me ought? Didn't you have a cleanse out one day? Oh, oh, I, I, oh, oh yeah, right. no, that's true. Oh, that is no, that, well, that is something, isn't uh, it? Absolutely correct. Uh, and and, and Suzanne, Sam, uh, OAM, I've had a uh, colonic, yeah. Yeah, I've had one of those, uh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Now, anyway, back to your original question. Yes, to be a sponsor for the show. Um, and I can tell that there's a little bit of doubt in your mind. About I went, what? About what substances may or may not have been in my no, bloodstream. No, I'm just asking you the question, I mate. went to Randwick Hospital and had a blood test, mm. and it was only Stilnox. I know. I was asking you the question. I was you, just you were doubting me. Uh, well, the, the plainclothes man who, who you alleged was a, a policeman who actually turned out to be a policeman, a plainclothes. He doubted you too because he asked you three times. Yeah, but he said it's more likely that people on ice mm. would do this type of behaviour. I see. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, they took you down to the station, I presume. Uh, Did yes, the man get his car back? The Uber man? Yeah. He, well, from what I was told, he didn't have an issue. Oh, I see. So he was, let me he, just get this he, straight. No, he no, was put no. out, uh, but he just said, look, there's nothing wrong with the car. Tony, you're telling me the man who asked you to get out of the car and you stole, no, borrowed, no, borrowed. his car, didn't have an Am issue. Am I going to regret coming on this Not podcast? at all, mate, because this <laughs> is these are just factual statements. So you can ask me about anything, things that I've done. But seeing as you're here, we get on to why you're here in a minute. Because uh, you, you, I asked you to come in and be part of this, and this is—I would say this is fascinating and to people. And if you've never spoken about it before, well, no, I how, haven't. Well, how Although exciting. Wayne Carey said to me, he "Goes, you should actually speak about it because it will endear you to people." Straighten it out. Uh, yes, because people, yeah, I would say it in endear to people. I mean, people we've all say, had a what night. What a man this is who pinched an Uber driver's car, <laughs> borrowed it, drove up, uh, was arrested by the coppers because he was drink driving. I, I've been sure that well, would endear you to a lot of people. Sam, it makes you fallible. Well, we've all had a night where things have gotten yeah, a little bit I out of control. I mean, who, who can't I've relate had to that? Plenty Sam? of those nights. There I you was, go. I was. Uh, I'm not bragging about this, but I was uh, arrested for drink driving um, 30 years ago, and um, so I know. And I'm just. Uh, you can ask me about that a bit, but I'm asking about you. So they, they the man who you, they put you, you borrowed, uh, he wasn't worried. He said, "No, that's fantastic. You didn't damage it. Oh, just off you go. Thanks so much." Well, and not then, quite that simple, but no words obviously. to that effect. No. Bullshit. So then the man, then the coppers put you in the back of a wagon, did they? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, they put you in the back of a wagon. That's not nice, is shut, it? They shut the door on you and you yes. were sitting in there Well, like, they didn't put me like in handcuffs, so I couldn't have zoo. been doing anything that serious. Mm-hmm. Well, it's pretty hard to do anything that serious if you're in the back of a wagon uh, that they've oh, locked the, the door on. No, but they usually, from what I've been told, they usually put you in handcuffs and arrest you. Well, if you were in an impaired state, you probably weren't capable yes, of doing Yes, I was an impaired state. Yeah, so they took you down to the station, and then what did they do? They opened the door, and you, they, you staggered in, and they and asked they said, you all these questions again. They said, would you like to make a statement? I said, no, I'm intoxicated. Would you like a lawyer? They did, and I uh, said, he's asleep. What? I said, he's asleep. He might have taken some still knocks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you think it's such a. Uh, why, why, why would the lawyer be asleep? Grant Hackett was in the middle of Crown well, in a nappy uh, after taking Stillnox. If we could get Grant no, Hackett, it, it, if we could get Grant Hackett in here, I'd love to ask him why he was in a nappy. Uh, but I have Grant heard Hackett's of, not here. I have heard of people having um, psychotic reactions to Stillnox. Yeah, so it can be a side effect. I think, isn't it? It's a severe side effect, and that's without alcohol. Yes, so that's what I mean, yeah. yeah. So, so, so Tony, Richard is understanding. No, 
problems. No, I, I understand it too, but I'm asking you, you take Stillnox because it gives you a feeling of euphoria, not to no, help you sleep. because it makes me, it's the only thing that puts me to sleep. Yeah. Well, it, it, it didn't put you to sleep because it got you into trouble. But that was mixed with alcohol. Why were you carrying it on you then if you had no intention of sleeping? But my intent was because I was going out with the bike. Did you have a packet of them or just one? No, I took one and left the packet at home. I see. So you were going home and you thought you'd take it now. When you got home, you'd pass out, Yes, correct. I was on my way home. (laughs) Jeez, Dick, please. Um, uh, so, Tony, so, so they, they, they... Would you said, like to speak with my doctor, Sam? No, so your, doc, your doctor, I'd, I'd like... Well, your lawyer was... That, a, so to you prove that your, I have a Stillnox prescription and have done for five and a half I'm, years. I'm not disputing that. I'm not saying you've done anything wrong there except take it when you probably had no intention of going to sleep. So then you so rang hang, your yeah. lawyer up at what time? No, I didn't ring him. He would, I said, they said, would you like your lawyer? And you and said, I said he's no, asleep. and then they said... Uh, we're going to ask you some questions on the record. I said, that's fine. I said, I'm refusing to answer. And they said, well, you're too impaired due to your... Um, impaired state. Yes, through now, alcohol now, and I said, when they said, we're going to ask you some questions, did they say, do you want a lawyer? And yes. you just said to me, he, he was asleep. How do you know that? What time was this? I said, I don't want a lawyer. And I No, you didn't say that. You said... I said, do I they? A do you want a lawyer? And you said, well, he was asleep. How do you? What time was this? Uh, I think it was around twelve thirty a.m. You're right. Early 30 a.m. in the early hours of just the early hours. Most yes. people were just getting ready to go out at that stage. And you reckon your lawyer was asleep? How do you know that? No, I said I declined a lawyer, and you said what? Because he was asleep. I did nothing of the sort. Well, anyway, you said he was so asleep. I'm, all I'm saying yeah. is I declined lawyer. the phone call to my lawyer. Then what happened? And they said, all right, we're going to put you in the interview room. We're going to ask you some questions. Mm-hmm. I said, no comment, no comment. They mm-hmm. said, well, we're going to stop this interview. You're um, clearly impaired. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they turned around and said, go back in there. Go back in where? In the cell. a designated area. A, a cell. Designated area. A lock-up place. A cell. Whatever, whatever they call it. <laughs> the clink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they said, all right, we'll fill out the paperwork and... You'll have to appear before a, a magistrate. Yeah, so how long did you spend in the in the lockup area, which I think is a cell? How long did you spend in there? Uh, I think three and a half hours. I see. So they did just you sober up a little in there. Or? I did. Did the still knocks kick in and you nodded off <laughs> on the nod? Were you in there glad with anyone I, glad else? Glad I came on. <laughs> no, we, 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 we haven't started yet. We, we're just what about all the rumours that we're just What about out. all the rumours that have been around Australia about your career? No, mate, I'm happy. To, I'm, Tony, you'll find that we, are, we give equal... If you want to ask me anything about my rumours, I'm happy to answer them. At this stage, I'm asking you about this. Okay. And when I've finished, you go right ahead and ask me anything you like. I have no problem with that. So then when you woke up in this lock-up area, which I think is a cell, uh, then you um, th- then they said, well, you're going to have to appear in the magistrate's court. Before, and no, did no, you, in the local did court. Did someone post bail or were you required to... No. 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 So they let you go on your free... On your reco- I own borrowed a car. I didn't kill anybody. Did you catch an Uber home? I was going to ask. <laughs> you, well, you, you, funnil- borrowed, you borrowed a car. Funnily enough, home? it was the no. same fella. Funnily enough... <laughs> you did get an Uber. I have... Two friends who remain, who will remain nameless, yeah. who have been banned from Uber, 
uh-huh. and then yet I was able to use Uber next day. Did the he give you a day. review, by the way? After? Did you get an interesting <laughs> review? Uh, Listen, this no, but I'm, the... to this day, mm-hmm. I am still allowed to use Uber. Oh, that's good. I, I know. But this, there, there is one zero taxi. star. Well, that's because I was standing outside the Langham Hotel and the Uber was going to be $55 and oh, the taxi Langham. cost 22 Nice oh, good. So, okay, that's a, just notice that you came in a taxi as opposed to an Uber. So then, so then you left after three and a half hours in this locked area that... Uh, designated pres- area, yeah. Designated locked area, which I think is a euphemism for a cell. You then stepped out onto the footpath. This would be now probably five in the morning, six. Uh, maybe even earlier. Four, Four in the morning. And you summonsed an Uber. Come no, and get you. I walked home. Oh, you walked home? Yes. I see, you didn't say that. So you walked home and then uh, were you required then to appear in uh, some sort of court at some stage? Were you given oh, down a... Down the track, yes. Did, what did they say? Well, you have now been charged with drink driving and stealing, uh, borrowing a car and you're going to be well, required well, the to come... Well, correct terminology is taking, taking a conveyance without consent. Ah. And that, of course, is not stealing. That is borrowing. It's, it's borrowing. <laughs> of course it is. No, I'm agreeing well, with you. Well, you always intended to give it back. I, we, are in, we, Uber. we are in vehement agreement, uh, Tony. We are in vehement <laughs> agreement that it's not You're stealing. It's to ruin my career. <laughs> no, I'm, the, I'm trying to actually uh, re- resurrect it for you. So then, <laughs> when did you, uh, when were you then required to appear at some sort of magistrate's court? Uh, I think it was... How long after the I think incident? Five months. So for f- now, so this is, gets back to this original uh, start of this uh, chat we're having. Uh, you said, "Oh, I thought you might have come on the podcast. I might have asked you earlier." I said, well, "You weren't available for five months, mate. You, you went dropped off the grid, didn't you?" Uh, well, I was still in Double Bay. But you didn't answer. I, I remember oh, your sa- father oh. was here, and I, I, I asked him. You about- would know where I am before Mike would. What's did, that? Did the incident? You would know where I would be before Mike I would. I said I've tried to ring Tony. What? Yes. Yes, I've tried to ring Tony, and uh, I think his phone's either not going or he doesn't return. I can't remember, well, but I tried to get hold of you because we would like, because I know you, uh, and like I know Ricky. Whenever get, <laughs> Ricky gets in trouble, and I'd like him to come in here and we give him an opportunity to but explain. Why, it. why wouldn't you ask me in the previous four years, like about uh, before we go into the Mikado situation? Do you want to go into the Mick Gatto I'm happy situation? to, but let's go over the other oh, well, stuff well, first. Let, 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 well, hang on. Let's go into the Mick Gatto. Uh, well, no, I'll tell you why, before we go, why, Tony. Uh, but Sam, you might have been ringing me from a private number from one of your three phones, and I may not have received a voicemail. I would, if you had have rung me, you, I, you probably would have been Tony, one of the first I, I would have responded to. I would never ring you on a number that uh, doesn't come up for a start. You used to all the time, Sam. Everybody? Uh, no, no, I didn't. Uh, Tony. So, so your job, your vocation, I don't know who you worked for or were you employed by, were you employed by a news gathering organisation like the Herald? Well, at the time of the borrowing. What's that? At the time of the borrowing. The borrowing. Yes. You yes, I was, in, I was employed by News Corp. News Corp, which is the, the Herald, is that, that's the Herald Sun. Yes. Okay. And, and your job was, you were, for want of a better word, a gossip uh, contributor. No, I was a columnist. So you did you not used to go and do various things like go to airports and see who the celebrities were coming? That was in? under a different guise. I'm just asking you. 
did you used to not go... Not for the Herald Sun. So it's okay, different. okay. Well, and yes, I did. Right, thank you. Did you used to go to... So I'm, just, I'm not knocking this. I'm just saying this is a genuine, legitimate way to make earn a uh, stipend. Yes. You used to go to, among other things, airports, wait for celebrities to come in, follow them or just see where they went and yes. see if you could either see who they were with or what they were doing or even snatch a couple of words from them. Did you used to do that? Yes. Right. I happen to be one of those people that you used to um, uh, see what I was doing and then you'd ring me up and say, oh, can I ask you some questions? And uh, I would always uh, take your call. Yes. Always take your call and I would always ring you back. Yes. Uh, well, so... so um, that's what you used to do. So you were a you were a uh, salacious gossip columnist who tried to make a living out of dwelling on other people's um, activities. I'm not yeah. saying there's anything wrong with that. Arts and culture, Sam. It is two different employers. One was my oh. own business, mm. and okay. the other, I okay. was living in Sydney, working for News Corp under the okay. banner of the Herald Sun, okay. so where I wouldn't. Follow no. celebrities out of airports. Okay, so what? But, did in, but from my own business, fifteen minutes of fame. Yes, I did do that. Uh, that that's, I'm not. I'm not. So it's like a sideline. Yeah, secondary. You're, you're you're protesting too much about what I'm no, asking because, you because you you're angling for something. I, I'm not <laughs> angling for anything. You I'll bring up McGatto in a minute. So then I'm happy to talk about McGatto. Hang on a minute. So when you were working for the Herald Sun or the Murdoch organisation, what did you report for them? Sort of showbiz goss or uh, there's a big show going on at the Crown? Cause, or what did you well, report you know, to you them? You know exactly what it was because you read it every week. No, no, no that's not right. That's most, not, most weeks you did. Uh, most weeks I didn't, not because it was you. I just don't follow all that. But you knew I get that you, told you, all those things. I never. I get told. Uh, Tony said this about you. What did you used to report? What was the charter that the Herald Sun gave you to report sports, on? What sports gossip? Oh, sports gossip. Yes. So you'd follow sportsmen around to see if no, they were. See, now you're just angling. No, I'm asking. But you know that not to be true. I, I no. lived in Sydney. I'm asking you. And people would tell me information, and then I would like, verify it and like, publish it. Like, like, like Dr. Fordham and you and Rod Law and Don Scott were all. In cahoots and one person in fell cahoots. out. In cahoots, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, well, well that sort of stuff. Well, how would that be? How would that be uh, clandestine? We used to do this live on air here. Yeah, but in terms of, I would report on so, stuff that people so wanted to Herald, read. So that's good, exactly. So, so the Herald Sun would say. Oh, we believe uh, uh, Billy Bunter is in a contractual uh, uh, stalemate with his employer, or he's been seen with a uh, ex-model who's out uh, at a uh, restaurant. Uh, why don't you go down and check out if that's that is verified? Could you verify if that's the case or not? And out you'd go, and you no, just see. Now you are angling for a. Fight. I'm asking. They're questions. Know, but you know the answer to that question. Oh, well, that's not what I used to do. People would tell me what was going on. Like, I would verify give us an it. Example. Oh, I don't know. Say Jordan Degoe in a fight in a New York nightclub. Oh, I, I, I see. Yep. Or Brian Cook going after Alistair Clarkson to coach Carlton. Yep. That sort of stuff. Okay, so you would get on the phone and you'd ring Brian Cook, or you'd ring Alistair Clarkson, or you'd ring oh, someone who's associated with him, and you'd get the thread of a basic story, and then you'd go for broke, and you'd manifest it into some sort of bombshell. Something would, like that, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. That's great. 
Uh, so, so that's what you do, and then the other times you get your carrot and go and see if you can button oh, old so people at the airport. So being smart, oh, no, fantastic. <laughs> so, so then you mentioned Mick Gatto. No, it's so been four years. So I think I need a still not. So then you mentioned Mick Gatto, and you said, and so you. What was Dermot? Is Dermot coming in? No, no, because his little organisation he works for wouldn't let him come in. Because you should have taken uh, the advice of this, David <laughs> 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 <No>, Brown, <laughs> Tony. Uh, mate, you're not saying anything else. Yeah, you've you're got not a needle and thread, Sam, and you're trying to stitch me. I'm, I'm nothing of the sort. Well, uh, well, hang on a minute. I'm nothing. Not this. Well, okay. Public knowledge. Yeah. On the, so, it's, what date is it today? Well, seventeen. Yeah. What number did you wear? Yep, seventeen. And in 2017, you and I nearly came to fisticuffs over Mick Gatto. Really? We, did, we didn't come to fisticuffs. Well, you threatened to punch the crap out of me. Did I? Yes. Well, I'm, I'm glad, but I didn't realise <laughs> I had done that. So let's let's. Uh, so I said you were one tier down from Ricky Nixon. Yep. And you said, "Oh, hang on a minute." And I said, "So I'll tell you." No, why. I want to understand the uh, the parallels, the comparisons. Well, I'm about to tell you them. Well, you labelled me unethical yesterday. I did. Well, I, so I said I may have been unethical, but Thank I'm you. not unethical. I would say that again. I may have been unethical in that situation, but I'm not unethical, period. So it's just been a, a small what flaw. What an extraordinary ethics. statement. Uh, just, well, I'm you're, just you're, write you're, that apparently down. you're an intelligent man. Well, why don't you understand it? Uh, well, let me repeat what you said, and I'll see if I can... Unethical singular versus unethical I, I may plural. have been unethical, but I'm not unethical. Yeah, in Is that what you singular said? instance, yes. Well, that's what I'm basing my statement that I said you're unethical on. I don't know what your ethics no, you, are. You labelled me unethical, period, yesterday. I, I, I did. I said you were un- the dealings I've had you with you, they were unethical. Dealings? Well, so now it's gone to more than one? Well... What was the other one? Well, when you ask me about what I've been doing, with, uh, if I've had a fraction or a fracker or, or done something, and you said that you get the basic... Just the basic bones of the, no, story. I get the story. Hang on, you said these are your words. You said you get the basic bones of a story, and then you manifest it into a blockbuster. That uh, by the time people read it, they think, "Fuck, uh, that's extraordinary." Uh, an element of it is true, but it gets uh, just uh, okay. Give me an example th- then. Hmm? Give me an example. Well, the simple fact that I might have done something that you ring me up about and then it goes, maybe I've, uh, I don't know, whatever it is, and you say... Well, come uh, on, you've got to have evidence. Oh, well, I can't remember them. But you, I'll just give you an example of how it might work, Tony. And you say, just say I was, uh, 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 was out drinking or, or, I don't know. And you say... Yes, uh, uh, um, career buffoon Sam Newman, who's been working for the footy show and has uh, painted his face black and has slagged off people and done all that. Uh, and you build a whole story about, uh, about me to make it salacious and interesting for the clickbait for the people who read it. And somewhere in the uh, story down the back is exactly what you'd actually were writing about. Well, but that's the just whole utter horseshit. You no, know but that. that's, that's how it works. But I've never talked about you on the... I never wrote about you on the footy show. Show, and I've never ever criticised you in any of my stories. I, I, I'm not saying you. Well, critis- don't make parallels in terms of what other journalists have written and other organisations. Uh, I, I have, I have a very good network of people that trust me, and I trust them. Well, well, and I wouldn't well, have got well, to where well, I was 
If I was going to write absolute Where have you got shit, to, incidentally? Anyhow, that's the next story. So, so you say, uh, so you say you trust, uh, you have a lot of people, people that trust you. Trust so me implicitly. Let me tell you why I don't trust you. Well, I don't care whether you trust no, me. No, hang on. So you got me here under false pretenses. I haven't got you under false pretenses, Tony. You're qu- quite adept at handling this, and I've got a feeling you're enjoying most of it. Now, but uh, you just asked me uh, why I think you're unethical, which probably is... Uh, degree of trust in it. Now, let me just tell me if I go wrong here. Uh, Mick Gatto was going to announce something out at his yes. Carlton restaurant. March 9, 2017. Thank you, Tony. Uh, uh, Mark, m- at John Curry's restaurant. Thank you again. Uh, so I went out there with a camera to interview Mick Gatto about some announcement he was going to make. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I you, do, yes. Thank you. What was it? That Mick's alleged involvement in the Essendon doping saga. Right, thank you. So out we go with the camera for the footy show. And I said to Mick, I said, now this, do you mind if we come out? And uh, Mick's a, uh, an acquaintance of mine, a friend of mine. Yeah, a, and he said, yes, come out. And we filmed a, filmed a piece to, to um, break on the footy show yes. on the Thursday. This was on Thursday morning. Uh, you were in attendance at the meeting and unbeknownst to me, Tony, yep. this was an exclusive thing that I had arranged with Mick Gatto. You got into the room on the basis that you were a friend of mine. <laughs> Incorrect. How did you get well, into how, the room? How, 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 how would you... How did you get into the room? Because uh, I know Mick and three of his good mates are okay, friends so of mine. He, you just, he, he just they just, said to me, come upstairs, yes. Sam Newman's going to interview Mick. Yes, so you, that's right. Well, so, so, so hang on, so you assume... Well, let's talk about facts then. I wasn't well, there on behalf of you. Or is it friend of yours? I didn't say you were on behalf you of me. You just did. I said you got in there because uh, you are a friend of Mick's and mine and you were just an observer as what we were doing. I was up with three You were just an observer of what yeah, we were doing. I that was, was the basis you were there. Yes. So then, unbeknownst to me and clandestinely, you recorded on your phone... Not See, don't let the um, truth get in the way... Don't okay. let the facts get in the way of a good story. Okay. Either. There is elements of that. Oh, there's the elements of that. Yeah, but, I, well, but you've got you, to you you, give the facts. So I wasn't there as a friend of yours. In fact, I, I, didn't, even, you, I, I didn't even know you were coming up and they said, Mick and Sam are going to do an exclusive for the footy show. Exclusive. There's the first tip. Yeah, I admit this. So what... So, okay, so you recorded or you took down notes so, or you, you... And you... Bro- are you going to let me finish? Well, you want to listen to the answer, don't you? Go on. I'm going yeah, to so I was in the back of the room. I had my camera because... Oh, you had a camera. Because... My, uh, Mick had organised for news services to appear downstairs and he was going to give you the story for the footy show. Exclusive. For the first show of the year. Exclusive. Ex- I said that. Yep. And then you came up and started interviewing yep. and a couple of the boys in the back of the room had said, you have your camera? I said, yes. They said, get it out and start filming. Yep. So I did. Oh, I see. So, so I was doing an exclusive interview yes. and someone suggested, why don't you film it and see if you can break the story before it goes to air and you'll get some kudos uh, that you break it. It wasn't about kudos, it was just about getting the footage. Get it, getting the story out first, so you dudded me. Yeah, I dudded you. Oh, could you believe it? It's I just said, uh, you wonder why I don't trust you or I think well, that you're unethical yeah, but, but in that instance. People can, make, people can make one mistake. It doesn't define no. their entire it's career. It's a bit like Sam. So you just said that you dudded me and you wonder why I think you're unethical. Does, it, or does Jason Ackermanis trust you? 
No, Tony, I'm, I'm just in that instance, you, I said you were unethical and I, didn't, and I don't trust and you because that's what you did to me once. I admit and you that. put the story onto your social media platform. No, you broke I put it on the Herald Sun. Oh, well, that's a social media platform. Isn't it? What's well, a new? So anyhow, platform. it was broken. So when we thought we had an exclusive on the footy show, which I was uh, told by Mick Gatto, yes, come out here, and you filmed it uh, and just uh, dudded me, like you said. Yep. Uh, you wonder why I uh, called you? I, I, I know a you, piece of shit. I, I shouldn't have called you a piece Three of times. shit. Three times. I shouldn't have called you a piece of shit. At least I did it on the footy show, not behind your back. No, we used, uh, used I, some I, more I, colourful language on my phone. Yeah, I, I hope so. But, uh, but I, I shouldn't have called you a piece of shit. I should have called you a shithead. Yeah, well, there's a difference between a shithead yes, and a piece of shit. Yes, we went through shit. this yesterday. So why am I on the You Cannot Be Serious podcast? Is this, you, you've been harbouring this for four years and thought, well, let's get him. Tony, you... Uh, I won't preempt why, because in deference to you, you came in here yesterday, yes, and you said you had a business thing you wanted to put to me with a friend of yours, correct? And I spoke to you for an hour here, and we might still indirectly do business, but I won't mention what that is. And then I said, um, "Why don't you come?" You said, "I." Armour suggested. Yeah, Armour. I wasn't going to mention Armour's name, but he said. You should get Tony on. You could you, instead he could replace uh, Don or someone, or you could be another member of the uh, the panel here. And I said, well, that's a good idea. And then when Dermot wasn't allowed to come on by the little organisation that he works for, I rang you up and I said, why don't you come on and have a crack at this, and we'll have a go and see how you go. As uh, and I said, and you said, well, I don't have any topics. I said, you don't need topics, mate. Just think of things that piss you off in the community, or things you want to get off your chest, or things. Uh, so well, in very your, good start thus far. Well, <laughs> in you come, and I said, and you said, oh, how long it's ta- how come it's taken you four years to, get? and that's how that started. Well, I said, well, you're off it in the room. I said you're off the grid for a year, and you said. And that's how this conversation yeah, started. Well, I knew that this was coming. You know, we needed to expel this situation. Uh, it's like an exorcism. You, you wouldn't have known this situation was coming because I didn't know it was coming because I don't prepare any of this. You said, how come it's taken you four years? And I said, well, you're off the grid for a year and that's how we got into this discussion. Well, to be frank, had I realised that you were trying to contact me, I would have rung you back. But I didn't what? know. In terms of... Borrowing the car in Sydney and, and not knowing that you had called did me. Did you uh, go off the grid a bit? Did you, like, after that incident, did you sort of, like, have a bit of a kind of, you know, road to Damascus moment and quieten uh, down a little? Or? Well, I don't know about road to Damascus, but I would. there was a time where I was um, removed myself mm-hmm. from the... Uh, from the public? Yes. Yes, went off the grid. I think that's a euphemism for so the same thing, Tony. Spend some time well, in the country. I didn't, I didn't go to Aspen and... Can I say this? I say this with great respect and you can say it about me. You're not smart enough to be half smart. Oh, I don't care what you think. No, no, mate, p- please. I, I'm just saying that actually as a bit of a compliment. You, you are naive. You use words that you think... Uh, uh, replace uh, facts, uh, but the words you use are actually the facts that I have mentioned to you. You say you borrowed a car, I say you stole it. You say you're in a lock-up it's, it's facility, psycho- I say you're in a cell. Yeah, it's psychological wording. Why would I want to? Um, it's semantics. Uh, why would I want to uh, talk down about myself? I'm trying to recover so that I can go back into the corporate world and have a life. Well, uh, that, and that's exactly what we're trying to do here. Yeah, no, you're it. trying to push me down in the gutter and make I'm me feel not- like a piece of shit. 
that that I'm not trying to push you down. Well, into you're only half smart, but this is your superiority said, complex I coming said, through. Uh, Tony, I said I like I'm I'm the same. I said I'm not smart enough to be half smart. Sam, don't talk yourself down about your intelligence. You know, oh. you're one of the smartest blokes in Melbourne. Well, I, I just said I, I yeah, put myself you, in the you, same you play category. This sort of character, like you're the half smart, and you know it's full of shit. You don't talk to three quarters of the public because you don't like them because you're too intelligent for them. We speak to a lot of the public. We, so I spoke to the public for 25 years on the footy show. Yeah, because you're getting paid a million dollars to do so. What's that? It wouldn't matter if I wasn't getting paid at all. You said if, if I spoke, speak to more people in Australia, the rank and file people in Australia, either personally all over Australia. Where, in, in Ackland Street and Footscray and Dandenong? In and all over Australia, I said, mate, we used to take a street talk and yeah. the footy show and the footy show to every state in Australia yes, and, and we used to go all over Australia speaking to the rank and file and you would not believe how many people I got on with from different areas and different socio-economic economic areas of this country, I would have more with uh, more in common with the people out there who are just blue-collar people uh, than all the elitist people that you would think that uh, I rub shoulders with. Well, I think you could probably do both. Well, I do do both. Man of the people. Man exactly. of the people. And, and Tony? Man of street talk. That's right, a man of street yeah, talk. Sam, you were the highest paid person on television in the country. What's that if got they, to do well, with it? Well, because if they said go down to Ackland Street and your jocks, you would do it. Probably. If they said that, if my employer asked me to do that, I would think, is that a good idea? And I'd give it about one nanosecond's uh, uh, consideration, then I'd do it. What might be a good segue into, you were going to become Lord Mayor of Melbourne, why don't you go and fix the Kilda? Well, you, in order to so, so, if you want to get on to why I wanted to be Lord Mayor of Melbourne, yes, uh, I did have a go at wanting to be Lord Mayor of Melbourne, but I think surreptitiously the network I worked for that you said I was highly paid on, on the very day that I was meant to be in the physical presence of the people who select people to be the Lord Mayor, I was sent over to the. Uh, Masters golf tournament on the very day uh, so I wasn't able to appear in person and that precluded me from standing to be the Lord Mayor. Uh, whether that's mm. a conspiracy theorist or You'd theory win, or I not. Uh, so and Do then, you think it is? So then uh, just recently I was asked to stand for Lord Mayor again and I did some more investigation. I said what actual what actual authority does the Lord Mayor have to make any change in the city mm. of Melbourne if they became the Lord Mayor? And they said very little because it's a it's a it's a consortium of people. You have to get a quorum. You have to get a uh, majority decision by all the Greens and the Sex Party and the Animal the Party. The deep state. You have to do you have to do deals with them. The so bureaucracy. I said, if I wanted to try and fix something, whatever. Uh, would I have the authority? And they said, not really. I said, so it's just a, it's just a titular head. It's just a, just a wanking. Not symbolic. A wanking. It's symbolic. A symbo I was going to say wanking. It's just a symbolic title that you don't open, shake hands with people and open things and make statements occasionally that never, you never have to follow up on. So that's basically why um, I didn't go on with it. Does Lord Mayor Sally Cap? Have any power at all besides None. getting? I don't think she has any BMWs power at all. around town. Uh, Trips over to Dubai. Yeah. Well, I think there's an agenda, isn't there, that the bureaucracy kind of wants, and maybe Sally Cap goes along with that agenda. So, in a sense, you know, she might have some power. But if you were to kind of rail against the agenda, maybe you wouldn't. Well, but Sam knows enough people in down there and up here to actually make a difference. I, if he was in that position, I do think. Yeah, Look obviously, at Donald Trump. There's something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Our man. Well, we've got I, a Trump I, man I'm here. I'm a Trump man. You're Good a Trump man. Yeah, I, Why are we arguing? No, no, no we're not arguing. Have we had an argument so far? No, you just shit can me. <laughs> I haven't shit can you. I've asked you some. I've asked you some pertinent questions about why you went off the grid at your instigation. You yep. said, "Why haven't I spoken to you a lot earlier than this?" It's all yeah. semantics. But isn't I it? didn't know this that you had reached out, and then you went to Mike. And I said, didn't. I didn't reach out four years ago I, when you got into this trouble when you borrowed the man's the car. When yeah. you borrowed the man's mm, car, and you were put in a facility that had a, a, probably a lock and key on it. Holding room, holding room. I ridiculously called a cell. Um, I, I said to Mike, I said, I was genuinely, because he's a friend of mine and still is, I said, how is your son going? Is he okay? What's happened with them? And he said, he wasn't quite sure how you were going. So I you don't do know. have some empathy in you? Of course. Tony, but I don't know how you get on with your father, and that's not in my business. You, well, yes, you do. Well, he's been a friend of yours for, mm. uh, what, 40 mm. years? Well, I'd say you don't get on with him very well. Uh, no, we get along reasonably I said, reasonably I, said well. I would say you don't get on with him very well. No, well probably not. No. That's right. So there's one of those well, things that I say and you disagree and with, and then eventually... Well, I'm, I'm allowed to fathers and sons. think and also change my opinion. I'm just thinking... Um, you can think and change your opinion. So that's we have an illogical conversation, if that's the case. You no, cannot not. have a conversation with something based on logic if they say something and then change their opinion. Well, you're not allowed to change your opinion? You are, but you can't have a logical conversation with someone if they do that. Wow. Well, then, mate, but that's, that is even, logic even, itself. Even you have changed your opinion. Mate, if you're asking me questions, if you ask me a question and I give you a statement and you say, well, you said, I said, no, well, I'm changing my opinion, the conversation goes nowhere because... But it's uh, still logical. That, that is the most illogical... Oh, my God. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Stillnox. Anyhow, you can sue ask Michael, your can you, local um, medical sue practitioner. Michael Buffer over here to uh, adjudicate. Who? Sue Michael Buffer. You sue, know. sue Michael Buffer. <laughs> He's the bloke who does the the, yes. the referee. Yes. Yeah, let's get ready to rumble. Let's. Yeah. I, I think that's Michael Buffett. Ready now, Tony. Yes, yes. Uh, we, we, what we're going to do is we've spoken for three quarters of an hour about this. It's been a fascinating insight. I it, thought we we're only starting, Sam. Don't you worry about this, Tony. We, what we we think that the people who listen to this have an attention span of about three quarters of an hour. We're going to close <laughs> off, and then we're coming back, and we're going to speak to you about why we actually got you to come in. We'll broach some topics that we have written down here, and if you've Let's got get anything, into it. Uh, that's how that started. So it's been fascinating. I and cannot wait. <laughs> yep. Me neither. Yeah, Should I follow that up with you cannot be serious? That's it. <laughs> right. Because you ain't